Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. All right, back on First and Pod, coaching news, Pony. There's so much that's fascinating here. And so I'll have dealer's choices for you. Belichick took two interviews with Atlanta, but doesn't either get or take the job. That goes to Raheem Morris. There are two jobs available at this point with way more than two quality options out there. The Washington job and the Seattle job uh, is all that's left. Harbaugh goes to the Chargers. What do you think the biggest story is of the moment? It's Belichick in this coaching merry-go-round being left without uh, a horse, being left without a team. And at the time of this conversation, there's been no reporting that suggests it was Belichick who said no to Atlanta. That's not the way this is being discussed. That's not the way it's being spun by the national football media, which that's what I thought happened when I first saw the news that Mo- that Morris got the job. Yeah, that Belichick-, that Belichick was interviewing Atlanta, saw something that he didn't like. They weren't willing to meet his demands with personnel or contract or whatever, and then he said no. But it sounds more like they just picked Raheem Morris over Bill. And I but do. Those two things could coexist, right? It could be. We don't want to meet his demands of whatever A, B or C. Okay. I get what and you're so, saying, but I, I'm talking more. They offered the job to Bill and he said, no, thanks. That they said, would you like to be the next coach of the Atlanta Falcons? And he yeah, that has not been no. reported. Um, Which. Hey, it's funny the way this has gone down when the Belichick era was winding down in New England, the assumption was he was going to have, he was going to pick, he was going to have multiple suitors. It was going to be like the golden bachelor and he was going to have all of these teams lining up for his services and he was going to turn them down. That's clearly not what happened here. I am puzzled by Morris. I understand that he's got some big, big supporters Sean McVay, Mike Tomlin is another one. These are guys that swear by him. 
McKay, who was the president in Atlanta, was in Tampa Bay with him. Right. It's weird that he was the interim coach for Atlanta and they didn't think enough of him then to keep him. And now he's rebuilt, he's rehabilitated his image that much in LA. Um, I think D'Amico Ryan's, I would send him a fruit basket if I'm Morris because defensive coaches are not in vogue. But what happened in Houston with Ryan's uh, tabbing the right offensive coordinator in Slowick and then finding Stroud, I think helped Morris in his uh, negotiations and uh, probably his sales pitch like, hey, these are the L.A. offensive minds that I'm going to bring with me to this job. And that helped convince them. I really believe that. Well, he also, he also, to his credit, he went and coached on the offensive side of the ball. Correct. In Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Assistant head coach, pass game coordinator from 15 to 19, receivers coach from 16 to 19. So he diversified his resume and his skill set. I mean, talk about a guy paying his dues, man. Head coach of the Bucks from 09 to 11, and then grinded. DB's coach in Washington for three years, passing game coordinator, assistant head coach in Atlanta for four years, three of which as the wide receiver coach, then defensive coordinator and interim head coach, as you mentioned, then to the Rams as defensive coordinator, then 13 years later, after getting fired as a head coach, getting his second swing, and at least in some level, beating out Bill Belichick for the job. We'll see what the reporting ends up showing there. That's a really cool story of coaching resilience, and it doesn't take a lot of guys that long to get their second chance, but Raheem Morris got his. It is uh, it is a story in perseverance, and I give him credit for uh, adapting and evolving to get himself this job. I do feel sorry for him, though, in this respect. Depending on what happens with Belichick, he's going to get, if he doesn't succeed there, he's going to get compared back to Belichick. It's going to be a what if. What if we had hired Bill? What if Belichick had come down here? How would he have done here? That's that's tough. That's rough. That's, in, in my opinion, that's how it's going to get looked at in Atlanta. We could have had Bill Belichick if it doesn't work with Raheem Well, let's see, let's see what the reporting says. It, it might come out that Belichick didn't want it. it. Might, you know, like let's let's see it. it let, let's see how it, it comes might, out. I, I, it's, it's the one, and I, and I think that Morris deserves to be a head coach again. But it is the one hire among the hires that have happened that is the most confounding to me and shocking when it comes to Belichick losing out to the guy. Oh, well, I that mean, part. The, the we, other yeah. coaches, it's like, hey, we want the we want the offensive guy. We want the, the coach that helped Baker Mayfield turn it around to work with Bryce Young. Hey, we're the Titans, and we might have something in Will Levis Let's bring in somebody who worked with Joe Burrow to try to bring out the best in him. Going with these offense, Jim Harbaugh, proven winner. I mean, yeah, that one makes all the sense in the world. I I was a little surprised by Canales getting the the Carolina job. I mean, dude, there's two jobs open right now. Ben Johnson and Bobby Slowick don't have them. We Boomer. Well, Ben Johnson is going to get the Washington job if you listen to to Boomer Esiason on things. I was just going to. I was just going to say it, and Dave Wanstead on the show today said the exact same thing. I said, did you hear that from Boomer? He said, no, I heard it from someone else. So that's out there in the coaching community that Ben Johnson, whenever the Lions get eliminated, 
is the next Washington head coach. Team up with the young GM from San Francisco, who's there. Second pick in the draft. Young coach, young GM, highly respected, young quarterback. New era of Washington football. I love that. But so that means Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Bobby Slowick. Three of those four, if not four of those four, depending on what Seattle does, will not be a head coach. Seattle can't hire Belichick. Seattle can't Seattle can't dump a Super Bowl winning coach in the 70s for another Super Bowl winning coach in the 70s. They just can't. I agree. I agree. And it's just weird to me. I mean, Vrabel to me would be an odd hire in Seattle. I think he's kind of a younger version of Pete Carroll. I would just, I would have just kept Pete if I had my eyes on Vrabel. I I wonder, I wonder if Stroud is going to get continuity with Slowick for his second year in the NFL like Allen got with Dable, like Goff got with Ben Johnson, and like get the extra year of continuity. And that would be that would be massive. That would be huge. Massive. Yes. Because it also would help, you know, the quarterback coach, the passing game coordinator, whatever, develop more under Slowick so that the transition, whenever Slowick gets the head coaching job, is more seamless. Like that that would be massive for Houston if Slowick has to go back. I agree. I think Belichick is going to end up on TV. And I think that that's going to do him wonders. I think I think people are going to see that he's way more affable, that he's way more loquacious, that he's way more willing to talk and joke around and not take himself so seriously. And I think that's going to do I think that's going to be huge for him for 2025. Is it at all possible? I've been thinking about this that Belichick gets, you know, an eight-figure TV contract. Massive money, but not as much as you would get to coach. And is just like, F it? No, I don't think so. I don't think so for a second uh, because of the Shula thing. I think he wants those 15 wins. I yeah. also think it – I also still. I also think it grates at him and eats at him that Brady just has dominated that separation. I, know, I don't think I'm he wants to go out We're projecting way. those two things onto him, though. Well, people that are close to him and know him seem to think the same things. The Shula so, thing, definitely. I know I know that, but it just, I'm saying, that TV money, that TV life, younger wife, a yacht, Nantucket. I don't think he has a younger wife. I think that lady, I think she broke things off with him this fall, man. Oh, did she? I think Spencer can look that up. The girl, like the trophy wife woman that he used to take the Celtics games and sit courtside and stuff with. Yeah. I think she's out, man. Oh, okay. She's like a big Boston lifestyle, like Boston real estate or something like that. They were together for like maybe 10 or 15 years. I think that's done. All right. Well, I don't even know why. And that was a great job by him. I thought given his personality, he had completely out. And Spencer confirmed it. He's a free agent in in a couple of different ways right now, Danny. I mean, even more reason he might enjoy some extra time. How about that? You know, Arnold Palmer always said that the ideal woman is oh, half boy. your age and then add the number seven to it. So that would mean your ideal woman right now, how old are you, 38? 37. Okay, so you're looking at somebody in their mid-20s. 
Be sure to tell my wife that. Sure I don't think I, I don't think I'd have the patience for something like that. You know, like, do you want to go out and socialize and go out and drink and stuff four or five nights a week and stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning? Do you still have the uh, energy to do that? No, no, I, I didn't think so. I mean, dude, we do these podcasts after Sunday night and Thursday night football. I'm in the central time zone. You're in the eastern time zone and I'm tired. Yeah. No. You think you have low T? I don't think I have low T. I don't think I drink any caffeine and I don't think No, I, I don't mean T. I mean test I mean I don't mean T like the drink. I mean testosterone. Do I know what you meant. Yeah. I'm saying I'm tired because I don't ever drink caffeine. And oh, I don't get okay. sleep. I'm not a caffeine guy either. I haven't had caffeine in two years. Yeah, you're the most naturally wired person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> you really, really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Is that a compliment? I don't know. Thank you to Spencer Ray, our producer. He's Andrew Filipponi. I'm Danny Parkins. First and pod. Peace.